Okay, welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice, and my two oppos, as usual, Neil Jones and uh, Joe Rim. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello. We could very, very easily call this Groundhog Day, yes, couldn't we? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, for other podcasts, see, yeah. see previous. <laughs> Deja vu all over again. Deja vu all over again. Um, I mean, where do we start? All right, you could talk about the, um, uh, the, the, the European game in Russia, where we, we end up, same thing, you know... Coutinho, we've discussed about you know how important it was to keep hold of him this season. Boy, the last two games have shown that, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Goal from nowhere, um, and uh, and then a stupid you know uh, uh, lack of concentration, a free kick that goes through the goalkeepers. In my opinion, went through the keeper's hands. Yeah. I mean, it was it was certainly nowhere near the corner of the goal, was it? Again, you could fall back onto why Klopp, why Klopp for, for, for only reasons only known to himself, decides to swap goalkeepers in a massive tournament. I don't, know what, I don't know what that's about. Uh, and then fast forward to Newcastle and more of the same. A goal from nowhere again from, from you know, the magician. Uh, and then lack of concentration. Uh, uh, you know, a Shelby pass that splits the two centre-backs in half again. You could say it was a fortunate finish. But yeah. um, what's going wrong at Anfield? Yeah. There's your, there's your, uh, there's your, <laughs> let me pull the pin out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for that, yeah. Hospital ball. Um, too much, isn't it? Too much is going wrong at Anfield at the moment. Uh, it seems strange because you, you, you sort of... You can you can have the glass half full look, and you can say, well, I'm, well, a point behind Chelsea and Arsenal, two behind Tottenham, only could could be four behind United if they can beat them at Anfield. Not out of the Champions League at all. Still plenty to play for, but it's just. It, I think the biggest frustration is that everything the fans said in the summer is is coming to pass, and you know, and it's it's come to pass even sooner than he thought. People were thinking. You know, last season January was a bit of a derailing, but it's, it's come even sooner, hasn't it? This one, it, it's and it's come at both ends of the field this time around as well. And I just think until until he's got better players, I think Liverpool are always going to be this type of team, this flawed team that, that lets silly goals in and maybe doesn't win games that it should. Because I think the brutal truth is, too few of the players are. Are consistently excellent, and I think they they have too too many fluctuations in form. Uh, the centre halves aren't good enough. The, the defensive, the defence as a whole actually isn't good enough. Um, back four, whoever plays, and you can't always rely on on two or three players to bail you out, or one or two players. And Liverpool, one at the moment. Yeah, one at the moment. And I, I say all the positives that Liverpool have had this season. You know, even even we talk about Salah and what a good signing he's been, but he's had a little drop off. Firmino had a great start to the season. He's had a little drop off. Sturridge, you know, looks sharp off the bench at Leicester and then misses chances in the next couple of games. You know, Mane. I think since he got sent off at, at City, we haven't really seen the. the the best of him. So when all that's happening at the same time, it just means it's a little bit, it's a little bit like you say, groundhog day, and it's just it's very frustrating, I think, to watch. Uh, Joe, I mean, a great point to start with. We we did we did talk about like yeah, you know, we told you so. We did see this coming. Uh, we saw this coming last season, for for one reason or another, the manager and the board didn't do enough to 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 to, uh, to placate the fans and to and to uh, to do anything about the problems that we knew were going to come up, but. Here's my point I was going to put to you. Neil's just mentioned there, we've got, instead of instead of one or two players dipping in form, we've got our entire front line dipping in form at the same time. What does that tell you? Is that alarming? Because, you know, in, in, the, in today's world of football where everyone jumps to conclusions and everyone wants results and everyone wants that, that normally tells you that they've stopped playing. 
what what do you think is going on, Demon? Because you could also say that we're not actually playing that badly. We're still creating chances. We're just putting. We're not putting them in the net. But as Neil says, there seems to be the whole front line seems to dip in form. What, yeah. what, what do you think that would be down to? I, I think it's confidence. I don't think they've stopped playing for the manager because no, no. they they are still creating chances, as you say, and they're missing chances that you know you, you sometimes you scratch your head. You know that storage one at the weekend yeah. and think, how didn't he score that? There was a couple one one uh, when Manny passed for Salah. Um, so I don't think they've stopped playing for the manager, but I think confidence-wise, we worried that the Man City game could have had a knock-on effect, and I think with each passing week, it's becoming worse and worse, and it really has had a knock-on effect. And I think that the whole, the fact that the, the defence knows that almost every game they're going to concede is having a knock-on effect on the forwards, yeah. you know that if they don't finish things, yeah. then Absolutely. they're not going to win a game, so everyone, it's having an effect. Yeah. And, 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 and back the other way, the defence probably thinking, well, the more chances they miss, we've got to try and play better. And everyone's edgy. Everyone. You can feel it when the front line yeah. get the ball. That kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the Sturridge miss was 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 you know a shocker. Um, and then comes on the back of the. It was it was it against was it in Europe when he missed that one towards the end where it sort of comes down to and he's yeah. back yeah. the ball and he's like these Shinded are normally almost, yeah. these are normally food and drink to a player yeah. like that. Yeah. I was looking at. There's an interesting uh, um, write up in the Guardian about sort of the demise of Sturridge in a way, and when you look at some of the. The figures 2013-2014 season was 26 goals in 33 games. We had that. It was that. I think it was the season when when we when we didn't have Suarez for the first nine games. He scored in yeah. every game. I mean, he was incredible. Yeah. 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 And he was talking. There was talk then of him being one of the deadliest strikers in Europe. And then it's something like 640 days injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there was a stat before the game the weekend. We 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 get um we get a stat pack from from um Jed Ray, who's a you know. Liverpool statistician, and he, he just sends you facts and figures, you know, who scored where and what Liverpool's record is at a certain ground or whatever. And once one just jumped out at me and said, Sturridge needs a goal for 100 in, in English football. And I noticed Harry Kane, Harry Kane's on 120 something already. Harry Kane's just equaled Glenn Hoddle's Tottenham record. And he's, the difference in terms of age and how, you know, how long Sturridge's been around, how long's Harry Kane been around. And I think that, you know, sums up, you know, Sturridge is a, a great finisher and a great goal scorer. But his record, you know, his record is just—it's—it's a—it's a flawed record, isn't it? Because he hasn't played enough games. He's missed so much football, and is. He, he Does that not make his record better then? The fact that he's missed so much possibly, football. Possibly, But I suppose that—that's what brings the frustration yeah. from fans towards him as well. Is but they know, you know. Can you imagine how good he'd be if he if he that's played if he played ten years at the top level and he but he hasn't and he he isn't going to is he? You know, I I can't see. I can't see a revival in Daniel Sturridge's career where he all of a sudden becomes that player from 2014. I think Jamie Carragher said at the weekend. He said he just it isn't there anymore. That no. player, he, he's a different type of player. He's still capable. He reminds me a little bit of Robbie Fowler in the second spell at Liverpool. That's what that's what he reminds me of now. Is that you'll just trying get, to rely on guile? Yeah, you're trying to rely on ability. You get the odd great finish, and yeah. you will, and you'll go, ah, oh, what a, there it is. There's Daniel Sturridge. But generally, he's he flashes, and it, and you, you you the team's better when he's not in it. The team functions better when he's not in it, and. Unfortunately, I think he had a big chance at Newcastle to, to to maybe earn himself five or six games in the team, and I think you could only argue at the end of it that you thought no, actually, 
Firmino's the better option than Sturridge. Well, Firmino has been looking jaded, and I think it was right to give him a little bit of a rest. But I think, I mean, it could have been different if he'd have put that ball. I mean, it was, you know, Clark misses the ball, it comes straight to him any other time. I mean, it's difficult to say, like, you know, I know Carragher said, oh, you know, Marata, da 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 Lukaku, dead of all, put it in. You don't know who the You've got a professional goalkeeper in front of you, they can stick a leg out. But you've got to accept that that should have been food and drink for him. And that could have been another little spell in the game. But I, I mean, maybe a tinge of sadness isn't, isn't, isn't the right expression for it. But I did, I did when I was looking at, at Sturridge, I did feel that we're on the end of his... Yeah. It almost, it's ridiculous to talk about, but it looked like someone on the slide. It looks like he doesn't believe it anymore. That's, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, my, my frustration with Sturridge, though, is that... <laughs> to be honest, I, I can't can't talk too much because I tipped him to have a good season. You, you haven't yeah. really I think we all did. Yeah. Well, we all said that thing, though, didn't we? When Klopp came out and said he's looking fresh, yeah. he's looking yeah. great, he's been in yeah. America to get fit, yada yada yada. We all went right, you know, because I know we all said this could be a it's a thirty million pound strike that we don't have to to make. Yeah, but at the same time, I I also thought they should have bought forward in the summer, and I think this just underlines it. And it it, it was almost naive of any of us, and certainly of Jurgen Klopp, to think that storage. Could still be the answer when for three seasons now he's done he's the a bonus, same thing. Isn't he? oh, he's, he's a bonus. bonus. Yeah. He's yeah. an off the bench bonus. bonus, isn't he? It's done the same thing over and over again. And we we spoke yesterday. I, I spoke about it online this morning. You know, I look at all the other big teams and they've got a forward who bangs in twenty goals. And Liverpool were either hoping Firmino would become that man or Sturridge would would have a resurgence. And I just think they're paying for it. I think you go into those games like Newcastle and you've got a, a Harry Kane. Mm. Then you know you look at Spurs. Harry Kane bangs in a couple of goals and they're two 0 up and not worried. Yeah. Liverpool are missing chances. Yeah, but they all did. But, 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 uh, Spurs is a prime example. They've got Harry Kane, but they bought Lorente for fifteen million. Yeah, I mean that's not a lot of money. But what they've yeah. done is they've gone. Well, I mean Lorente will bang them in. He's a big. Yeah. He's great in the air. He's a big lad, big play, tough lad. Play him at home. Bring him yeah, on. Bring him on. Or if Kane's feeling a bit, you know, jaded or yeah. whatever, but gets. So they've got it in abundance, and fifteen million pound doesn't break the bank. Whereas we have got this idea that oh we've got players who could become that. Even Manny, you know, I know I know Aldo was, was was saying put Manny down the middle. Yeah. Manny down the middle on 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 the, on the group of forwards Salah, Firmino, and Coutinho, all of three of them with Coutinho for the back, but stick him in the middle because he's relying on him to come in too much on that on that on that. Uh, left foot isn't he and bang, bang it in. Even Giroud is, is one isn't it? Arsenal, you, you you know, how many times are they? Arsenal struggle through a game and then Giroud comes off the bench and grabs a couple and you know I think Sturridge can do that off the bench and I I, I just think that's that's where he needs to be really that, that's that's his role now in terms of just I don't know whether he'll be happy with it well I, I don't think he'll be happy with it and I don't think he should be happy with it necessarily but the role should be look just watch this game you start on the bench watch this game and if we need you come on and give us 20 minutes like you did at Leicester where he was sharp and he, his touch was good. A bit yeah. like Solanke did at Newcastle. Solanke come on and really looked like, I want to get involved in this, I want to, I want to hold the ball. I was watching Sturridge in the first half especially and he was he sort of drifting out to the right-hand side so he was in front of the in front of where we were sat in the press press box. And he would have been hard to, for the midfielder to find because he was sort of stood next to the centre-half and yeah. the centre-half just pushed Almost like away. he was he was saying, I don't really want to yeah, get involved yeah, you in know, this like, match. It's like you either... And, and I think... It's not. It's not like he's not like Michael Owen now, and he, where you can you can say, well, I'll tell you what, if you if he comes short the centre half, I'll just ping it over the top and he'll get there first because yeah. he won't. He, he do, he do, he's shown he doesn't do it anymore really. Um, so he has to he has to either change the way he plays and become a far more robust and and reliable target man, which I don't think he's going to do, or he's going to have to be 
content with cameo appearances, you know, and sadly, you know, I'm comparing him to Robbie Fowler in the second spell. Robbie Fowler was in his thirties and yeah. clearly knew yeah. where he where he was in his career. Daniel stood at just twenty eight, I think. Um this should be his prime years and unfortunately I mean, even saying that, even saying that is, is is shocking to think because you would imagine he's a player. He's a, you, you look at him sometimes; he looks like a player in the twilight of his career, yeah. instead yeah. of somebody who really has got years ahead of him. Really, and uh, I mean, one way of looking at it as well is, which probably highlights the fact that we haven't got a, a, a decent striker in that respect, is that. You can't. You, you, in some respects, you can't blame the coaching because they're getting into positions to score the goals, and that's all the coach can do. He can't. He, he can't. He can't coach you to score a goal, no. but he can get you into them playing positions, and he seems to be doing it. Salah's one of the players. He's a bit of an enigma in the sense that he can do some amazing things, but he's shown time after time, hasn't he, being at us, that he can miss the easy stuff. Yeah. He can really misjudge the easy stuff, can't he? Yeah, definitely. But this is where it comes back to. I just think. If they'd have bought a recognised forward, and there was some going in the summer, it was, you know, Lacazette went to Arsenal, and I was thought, I thought to myself, they weren't in the Champions League. Why did they get a free run at a player like that? You know, and, and he's come in, he scored five goals, and already, he's if, if he's not playing, already, already you're looking at Arsenal and thinking, now oh, they're not as good when he's not playing. And then you had someone like Aubameyang. I know he would have cost a hell of a lot of money, sixty odd million. But are you telling me that he wouldn't have come in and improved Liverpool? Because I think if well, you he'd don't say, think, he'd talk two defenders away from him straight away, wouldn't he? That's that's the mark of a world class striker. And, and and top clubs, whether you like it or not, go out and buy players like that. And even if they get two years out of him and he scores thirty goals each year, they might win a title. United okay. did it with Ibrahimovic, didn't they, last Van season? Persie. And win, win two. They've yeah, always Van done Persie. it. And, and as, as loath as I am to talk about that end of the motorway, £90 million pounds is going to. They're going to be paying that. They're going to be getting that paid back all day because he's going to be. That guy's going to absolutely smash this. The, 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 I would be surprised if he, if he stays at the 30 mark. He just can't stop. Yeah. He can't stop because they have launched a load of money in a team. You're talking a couple of years ago, they were, they were on the slide big time. What have they done? They've, the, the board's come in, the manager's come in, they've got a manager who we know is going to cost you a quarter of a half a billion pounds worth of players for him to do his job. But they've gone, go on, do it. And, you know, that's a different argument, isn't it? Because we're not that kind of club. But. Um, we're not, but I think you've got to you've compromise got to look at a little now. bit yeah. you, and say, all right, we can we can still try and pick up the odd bargain, and which with these days thirty millions the bargains, yeah. aren't they? But you can also say, do you know what? And they were willing to do it in the summer in terms of they wanted a defender and they were going to pay seventy odd million for Van Dijk. Well, why not do it for other areas of the team and, and just make statements? And also, I think it, it's not just what it does on the pitch, off the pitch. It makes people sit up and take notice and go, Liverpool have just bought Aubameyang, Lacazette, whoever, and, and makes players think, you know what, it'd be worth joining there, they're, they're doing something yeah. over there. And, and it's I, what it, but again, it's what it, it's what a, a, a strike like Aubameyang or someone like that is immediately at the start of the game going to take two defenders with them. Yeah. And then if you've got that alongside the Salah and the Mane and the Firmino maybe, or even if he stepped, stepped aside for because I just don't think, he, he, you know, he gets, he gets goals, but he's not a striker. Firmino isn't a striker, is he? He's, well, he yeah, he's not a, a, a Harry Kane striker or a Bamiyang or a, a Lukaku because he, I don't think goal scoring is at the forefront of no. his mind. I don't think no. he thinks Creation like that. And yeah, you think, you know, you listen to Lukaku score and Lukaku talk, speak, sorry, not score. I don't want to listen to him score. No. Um, <laughs> I but, don't listen to him speak. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he talks and he's always about numbers and he wants to score. You know, Ronaldo, yeah. you think of Cristiano Ronaldo. If Real Madrid wins 7-1 he only got one he thinks he'd had a bad game yeah. and it's, it's been a terrible Saturday for him 
I, I don't think Firmino's like that. I think he's more of a a, a link man, a, a, an involved player who, who partakes in all all aspects of the game. I, I just agree. I agree with Joe. Actually, I, I didn't. I probably didn't in the summer in terms of it wasn't like forefront of my mind that Liverpool have to get a striker. But the more you look at it, you think. I think uh, Liverpool's midfield's all right. It's not. It's not great. It's not. It's all right. But it, how much better is Liverpool's midfield when when there's someone on the end of it making? Yeah. It makes the whole team look better. You know, I don't think Tottenham's midfield. I don't think Eric Dyer's a magnificent player by any means. I, I really, you know, you can argue all you like about that. I don't think. Musa Sissoko is a fantastic player, but when they play in there, did they get the job done? Because they do what they need to do, and Harry Kane looks after the rest and, and scores. And I think, I think Liverpool just don't have that player that, that can just, I say, paper over the cracks or just 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 elevate them a level and just say, you know, we, we were all right today. What score did you get on? Oh, we won three 0 mm-hmm. You know, like we, yeah, we weren't that good, but yeah, we won three 0 And Liverpool, Liverpool don't do that. Liverpool are either they were brilliant and they won, or they were. They were all right, and they drew or they lost. Well, at the moment we've got to we've got to score three to try and have any chance yeah, of keeping hold yeah. of it. Not, not drawing, <laughs> and then we're not getting the three. We're not getting the one. Here's a theory that I was going to put here, which is you know this is what it is. It's it's, it's a conspiratorial theory, but let's think oh, about let's it. Let's go. Well, it's it, it, it's 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 to do with the transfer market and what happens and 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 whether or not, for instance, so we have Moreno playing again at the weekend, and it's the whole Andy Robertson thing and why he's not getting a sniff. And I remember before the season started, and Solanke had played a couple, couple of games, and he'd scored against Palace, and he'd. Mm. Um, and and I remember Klopp coming out and saying he made this point of publicly saying he knew nothing about Solanke, he'd never heard of him. Yeah. But what a good purchase he was, and he wanted to thank the people who would. And I remember listening to it, thinking, "Oh, that's a bit of a yeah. passive aggressive yeah. comment because that's you basically saying, who's this guy? Yeah, this guy's yeah. been forced yeah. on me. Yeah. I, he, he seems good, but I didn't have anything to do with this signing." And then you have Andy Robertson coming along when the Van Dyke thing seemed to be all he wanted. And I wonder whether or not, I was watching it the other day and thought, well, he's not there again. You know, and he has, every performance he's put in for us, which hasn't been many, (laughs) has been more positive than negative. He seems to be able to cross the ball well. And I was wondering the other day, I wonder whether Robertson was a sign that he didn't make or ask for. And I wonder whether part of that process is, well, I didn't fuck. Because it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's got Nearly. Moreno in. <laughs> it's almost like I didn't fall back. <laughs> almost like he's got Moreno in to prove a point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think. So. I mean, I'm not. I'm not convinced Klopp's that political. That, that's that's a sort of um, Mourinho thing, Rafa isn't it? Benitez. Rafa Benitez. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's Benitez, who you associate that, isn't it? With I'll make a point here. But I, I I do agree in the sense that. I think Klopp also said about Robertson. He said he, I, I didn't know too much about him. He's a cool story or something. He said, and he said he's got, a, he's got a really, I like, it, I love his story that he's came up through the ranks. I, I, I don't imagine. Which would suggest Klopp. again that he didn't have anything. To yeah, do I don't, I don't think. I, I, I would be amazed if Liverpool had said you can have any left back in the world. And yeah, Klopp come back and said that lad a whole lot. Lad. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed. But, but then. I've heard him speak about Oxley Chamberlain and say what you know, speak at length about how how much he rates him, and he hasn't. We haven't seen much of him. He, no, you know, he didn't. He came on. When obviously. we have seen him, we haven't seen much of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, I go back to what Joe said there about the striker. You know, thirty-five million was put down on Oxley Chamberlain, and ten on Robertson, and they're not they're not in they're not in the team. They're not close to the team yeah. really in terms of starting games, big games. So There's that's 45, forty-five million yeah. there. That's that's that, that, that's half. 
whatever your marking striker is, whoever it, whether it's well, if you're saying Bamiang for sixty, we're not far yeah, off the mark. Oh yeah, you know, even even if you're going to go to that ninety seven, just Lacazette think. Lacazette cost fifty four, didn't he? Yeah, well, there you go. There's 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 your Lacazette, pretty much bought out of those two, mm. and he would be starting games straight away. And I just I I don't know whether Liverpool often do it. I think where they get bogged down with strengthening the squad and make and adding depth and bringing depth in. And what you end up with is, is a, a squad full of squad players who, yeah. who, who are alright. And an uneven squad, yeah, an unbalanced squad, which is what we've and got. And you don't have that one player or that two players or three players who'll who'll make you a brilliant team. And I think it's ex- it's the ex- more it's gone on, the more it looks. It's extraordinary, like Joe, to think that a team that built its that's built its success on you know Ian Rush, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, who were out and out target men, who are out and out you know strikers in their own right, haven't done it. I think about any time in the last. Well, I was born. I was born in '88, so. You're getting me fridge old, didn't you? So basically, I can't say I've ever seen Liverpool win a title, but all the times in my lifetime that they've come close has been built on having a, a brilliant forward. Whether it was Fowler in his prime, then Owen, then Torres, then Suarez. Every time, and when they bought people like Suarez and Torres, it, they elevated Liverpool yeah. to a set, to a different level. And everyone else played better. We talk about storage. Storage to me played better. When he was almost competing with Suarez, well, that was it. He was, a, there was games when Suarez would score a hat trick and they'd score that chip just to have a little. I go. think it's an, he's an ego-driven footballer, and yeah, that's yeah, ideal yeah, for that, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. And, and I think if you put a great forward into this team, other players would be playing with a bit more freedom. They wouldn't feel so much pressure. And it goes back to on on Sunday, say if they'd have been two 0 up in that game, Storage probably takes that chance because there's not as much pressure. Yeah. He's not as he's, he's not as wound up and he's not not as tense. And I and I think. As good a player as Firmino is, I do rate him. I do think he's a wonderful footballer. He does some great things. Yeah. I think we he, get caught up with seeing him and going, oh, look how brilliant he was in doing a, doing a twirl against Villarreal or something like that. When I'd just prefer 25 goals. Yeah. And all right, yeah, he doesn't do the flicks and the tricks and, and doesn't do the pressing. But. But he's not going to do that because. Do you think he's got it though? Do you think? Do you think there's a level that you can flip a, flip a switch with him and, and he goes on? Because some players have done it, haven't they? You know, you yeah, remember yeah. Ronaldo wasn't not Ronaldo. Obviously, Firmino is not Ronaldo, but Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't always this incredible goal getter. He was he was a bit of a show pony for a bit, wasn't he? And then he just sort of there it went. Gareth Bale done it for yeah, a season, yeah. and he just went Suarez. To, you yeah, know, yeah, was was sort of. Was off there. There's that. A weekly fine. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I, don't even, I wouldn't mind as well, but yeah, that's, but that's a call I don't want. Yeah, yeah. it's another bueno in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But, but like I'm saying, you know, some players can. The penny can drop. Harry Kane, to a degree, was was one where you know he's probably always has been a goal scorer, but he's he was never. Isn't that though, Isn't this. that isn't that though a penny? Isn't that a penny dropping for the striker to be a better striker rather than yeah rather than because that because they just. They're still strikers, aren't they? And their instinct is to find the yeah. right position, is to drop back at the right time, and is to pull it to get the right time. And is that not harder to do? Possibly. When Firmino is. I mean, he's more of a provider, isn't he? Yeah. And he's been yeah, he's, he's been elevated into. I think if you look look at a few games this season, there's just moments in it where he missed a couple of against Hoffenheim. Um, certainly away, he missed missed a close range one yeah. at Hoffenheim. He missed a penalty against Sevilla, which all right, missed a penalty. He missed one at Leicester, then he on his left foot to wrap to wrap that game yeah. up away where he was he was on, he was sort of one on one, and there's just a few of them starting to appear. Those little moments where you think, oh, for me, you know, put that away, it'd have been a more comfortable day. But I still think he's a he's a cracking footballer. He's still the man who should be playing up front for Liverpool. I think at least until until the 
they sign someone if if indeed they do. But best of a bad bunch is now you want to go forward. But, towards but it. the other thing is, I was surprised. I, I, you know, it's not a massive issue now, but I was surprised that Rigi was let to go out on loan. I think, you know, I think Liverpool made a decision there based on on the player, what the player wanted, and not what the club needed. And I think, you know, there's no question in my mind he'd, he'd be. He'd be Playing minutes, he'd be playing games, and and he's got potential. But doesn't that go down to misjudgments by the by the management? Because doesn't that tell you we got Solanke's just come in, scored a couple, he looks decent. Yeah. Firmino's going to be a star. Let him yeah, go. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. That's Short bad planning, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that bad planning? Definitely. Yeah, I think so too. I think how could they basically write off a year of Rigi's career at Liverpool yeah. based on a couple of months of seeing Solanke in training yeah. and a couple of friendlies and going, you know what, this lad's quite good. He's jumped ahead of the pecking order, so we don't need a Rigi anymore. What if it's Solanke had immediately got a knee injury or something yeah, like that? And, exactly. And you're thinking, like, sometimes just make him stick... In January, you could maybe look at it again, but make him stick around. Or sell him. You might need him. Or, yeah, or sell him. Or, or if you don't want... You don't rate him, fine. You don't rate yeah, him. He, yeah. He's gone backwards, whatever. He made a point of How rating him, didn't he? Yeah, Odd, yeah. Oddly enough, Klopp made yeah. a point of rating a Rigi. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's right to as well. I think Rigi's a good player, actually. But, but I just think... They, they, let, they just they just left themselves a little bit open with with with, with certain decisions they made. Moreno being one, I think Oxley Chamberlain being being another. The goalkeeper one, massively. Do you think then? I mean, and 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 part of the reason that, that we do this podcast is to ask questions, not necessarily have the opinions ourselves, but to put the questions forward. Do you think this all reeks a little bit of desperation in desperation and uh, and, uh, and and lack of maturity in the management staff then in Klopp and what I'm saying by that is what I mean by that is do you think he's, there's a lot of knee jerk reaction stuff going on at the moment maybe maybe, maybe. I mean he doesn't he, he always he still strikes me always that, that he believes in his in his plan he, he still he still strikes me and I think that was Brendan Rodgers' fatal mistake for me at Liverpool was he, he, he started deviating away from what he what he preached for Every press conference he'd been in, you know, and we all know the sound bites that Brendan used to produce and and were held against them. But it was when he stopped setting his team up the way he was telling people he was setting his team up. I think that was when he was he was on hides and on. I still think Klopp has got that belief and he still believes in in that. But the way I don't know, I, I think maybe he's got a bit too much faith in 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 maybe in his ability to get to get the best out of certain players or whether whether he, he overrates certain players and I think is that down to his positivity yeah. in life then the fact that he will look at uh, a couple of games with those players yeah. and go you know what they can do that for a season when in the reality yeah, they can't exactly, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think he'd have been looking at Firmino just like you said before can Firmino become a 25 goal season and I think he'd, he'd, he'd have been thinking I can get more out of him yeah. I can get Salah will bring more yeah, out maybe I can get 10 goals I can get 20 out of Salah 20 out of Mane and together, that's better than yeah. sacrificing the way we play to bring in an Aubameyang or a Lacazette. And what we don't know as well, to back that up either way as well, is how much of a conversation happens between him and the owners. Yeah. Where the owners say, we actually don't... You can you can go for uh, Keita yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with massive amounts of money. You said but, his name right there, by the way. Well, hey, you you can, who says what, what his name is? You say potato, <laughs> I say potato. The Keita. Motson's retired this year, otherwise it'd be Keatione. He just adds a little bit, doesn't he? But who's to say that who's to say that his wings aren't clipped that way and 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 they don't say you can put a load of money in for one player, but you've got to pull back on others. You never know. I, I don't. I think part of the getting Klopp to the club was 
that they wouldn't they wouldn't be. I think I think with Rogers, I certainly think that was the case. I think their ideologically was to have Rogers come in and follow the way they wanted. They wanted to sign certain types of players, and Rogers would coach them and bring them through. But I think with Klopp, part but he of hasn't him, done that though, has he? If, 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 there's no there's no there's no evidential backup to say that Klopp's been given free reign to buy because he hasn't. But then I, Klopp's never been the type of manager that spent big. I think yeah. when he was at Dortmund, he spent big on um, the Italian immobile, yeah. And he didn't really do a lot, did he? And I think maybe the odd times he spent big at Dortmund, he had his fingers burnt. So he's always been the type of manager who will try and sign someone a few years before but this and is, bring them through. But that goes back to yeah. the, the theory of him being the kind of manager that the board would want. And I just don't think you get time like that in the Premier League. No, United, you certainly don't. United were below par last season, and now they've just jumped back up. Yeah. And they're straight back in the pack, aren't they? And, and Liverpool, Liverpool start... You know they've only lost one Premier League game, but compared to United and City, they just look miles off, don't they? Yeah, the matter of seven behind, Daddy. And it is, it isn't, it isn't. You know, who'd be a manager? Because you could argue one of the star players for City. I mean, it's the person who's really starting to kick in is De Bruyne, and 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 and, and where's he come from? Because he's always been a great player. Yeah. But they spent well, they spent two hundred twenty million on a back line, haven't they? You yeah. Know, they spent just under a quarter of a billion pound on defenders. And there's a kid who's been here for a few seasons now who's yeah. just kicked in. And Chelsea didn't want. Chelsea didn't want. Yeah, yeah. And it, who's, who, who has done exactly what you've just said before about just going three notches ahead of where anyone expected him to be. Yeah, but I mean, they, they spent a lot of money on De Bruyne and, and he was sort of, he was one who was coveted, wasn't he? And I think, I still don't think Liverpool are at the level yet where they are able to, to maybe cater Chiesi. Should we call him? <laughs> maybe Keita is the man that maybe will prove the first in this raft of players, perhaps, where everyone wants him and, and Liverpool, Liverpool are the ones who, 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 who dish out the money. I think you know, much was made of Oxlade-Chamberlain picking Liverpool over Chelsea and that's a po- seen as a positive thing. But w- when was the last time Liverpool got someone that you thought, oh, God, you know, one in the eye for Arsenal, Manchester United, Tottenham, whoever, Chelsea. They don't really. We thought Lamar was going to be that player, but yeah, he might, he would have been, and Van Dijk probably would have been Dijk. as well. But they didn't get them, did they? and that, that's the that's the, the sad bit. And you know, I hope, I hope to see a few more of those players coming in because the the, the simple fact is is that it comes down to the players, doesn't it? You know, you you, you can rotate the manager. We've seen, we've seen. What what you would call average managers win tr- win trophies in their career, you know, Claudio Ranieri won won a league title. Uh, you've you've talked about World Cup winning managers who aren't really special 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 managers, but you've got that on them. And it comes down to players, and if the players perform, then they, they will. But I think Liverpool, I don't think they have enough brilliant players in the squad. Unfortunately, I think they've got they've got some good ones, some some ones who are capable of being excellent on the day, but too much too much deviation between good and bad. I mean, what we we left last season going, okay, we've got fourth, great results uh, overall, but we've got to step up on that. We're not going to step up on that, Joe, are we? Let's be honest. Well, it's 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 hard to think like that now, isn't it? Um, what my worry is, they got fourth last season, and that was the chance to to build on it and to kick on, and and you know you talk about signing players. And, you know, under the noses of the likes of Arsenal or Tottenham or Chelsea and Man United, if they don't get fourth again this year, they're not going to be able to do that, are they? And and if they're seen to go backwards a little bit this year, players will look at that and go, well, better, th- better off jumping on the bandwagon somewhere else where they, they're going forward. So I don't know. It, it's, I think it's if they don't, I, I think if they don't get fourth again, if they get loaded fourth, I don't think necessarily 
they, they won't be able to go for them players. I think they just have to do business better. They did business badly, and and and, and it's not a, it's not a new story for Liverpool. I think they handled the Van Dijk thing dreadfully, and also as well though I think there is always a stutter when it comes to prices of players. And I think whether or not if we finish sixth this year, but go 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 and get a world class striker and say well we'll give you an eighty million Abamyang or someone like that, we'll give you sixty million quid for them. Then you've got a chance he's going to come because they're paying the right prices. Yeah. I think what will stumble block Liverpool all the time is whether they finish sixth or fourth or, or seventh this year. Is that they will be umming and arden over over yeah. uh, yet again, yet again. I mean, Kieta we've got in a weird deal. It doesn't cater <laughs> in a weird in a weird deal. I can't wait for the first time a commentator calls me. Got the You know that that's a deal that we don't get them till till January. Well, we won't get them in January, will we? Now, no, so that's no, going to be next summer. summer. So it's going to be next summer for forty. So there was a stagger about that, wasn't there? There was a, there was a there was a bit of an embarrassing sort of oh, let's do let's do a little bit of business now, a little bit later, rather than just nabbing the man. I, I know they weren't going to because they, they said they were, but I just think we need to do better deals, don't we? Yeah, you can you throw money. Money will solve most problems in the transfer market. You know, not all of them, but you know, United signed Pogba. I think when they're out outside the Champions League, I think they signed Di Maria when they're outside yeah. the Champions League. The you know Arsenal got Lacazette this summer outside the Champions League. I, I think you can get them. You can get excellent players by by paying the price. And I think you're right. I think Liverpool. I've not yet shown that they're willing to just go. That's what needs to happen. That's that's what needs to happen. You know, the manager the manager tells us we don't score enough goals, so we're going to sign this fella who's going to score all the goals. If they, I don't think they do. I think they still still have this way of working where they're trying to trying to be clever about things and they're trying to sort of solve two or three problems at one by buying a versatile player and, and, and that. And you know, sometimes it works really well. Sometimes you get you know you get a Firmino who's an excellent signer who can cover a couple of roles, but He's a. There's others where you buy you buy cheap and you buy you end up having to buy again in a year's time or two yeah, years time. That's the problem. I, I genuinely think that they were trying to change it this summer. I genuinely think that they they thought you know what we'll make statements. We'll get Van Dijk and we'll pay 60, 70 odd million for him. We'll get Cater uh, early doors. We'll pay 50, 60 odd million for him. Even Lamar late on. You know I almost think the move for Lamar late on. Because you wonder why, why did they go from Lamar late? Did they did they almost have a meeting and say, look, we've still got a bit of money here. Is there anyone that you could want that we could go after with 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 a few days left? And they went for him, and they they went all out for him because they made something like a sixty yeah. odd million pound bid. And I think this summer was just different, and they almost left it too late because clubs now are all awash with money. So money, it kind of came down. To, and yeah. maybe it was down to the fact yeah. that they're not used to negotiating that, yeah, that yeah. brashly. Yeah, and Southampton just sort of said no. Leipzig said no, and then Monaco said no. So it 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 came to a point where Draxler was in the mix more. as well at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, that that was sort of last January. Draxler was linked, wasn't he? Quite quite heavily went to PSG instead, yeah. didn't he? But he, I mean, he's yeah, another one. But I think that again comes down. I think the manager with Draxler, he was someone that he spoke to, didn't he? And he, he sort of intimated that he'd rather go to PSG, and yeah. they just pulled out and said yeah. no. no. Session on the same yeah, in the session, summer. And sometimes I think. Right, you know that he's not going to grow up dreaming of playing for Liverpool. So why not try and convince him? Or yeah. why not, if, you know, if this PSG move doesn't work out, come back and say, you know what? Not everyone grows up dreaming. Yeah, of exactly. So, so it's not, it's not that he's not committed to the cause because he didn't say straight away, yes, definitely, I want to come to Liverpool. It's just that 
Yeah, but it's clear Van Dijk didn't clearly say yes straight away, did he? In terms yeah. of Van Dijk, obviously needed some sort of convincing. To be honest with you, sometimes you'd rather hear that than you know it's my boy or club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not every player's Robbie Keane. You know. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Do you think then? Do you, do you think? Um, and I spoke to you separately about the, about this one. Do you think there is? Do you think there's a growing unrest with Klopp? Do you think it's? Do you think it's starting to? I I think there's a growing unrest in football, actually, with mm. football fans, and I think. I think that just that's across the board, you know. I've, I've heard, I had Spurs fans moaning about Pochettino first couple of weeks of the season. That you know, City fans. Yeah, they were getting moaned after that. City fans on Guardiola's case at the end of last yeah, season. Yeah. You know, I've seen him called a fraud by 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 people who should know much much better. Um, I, yeah, I just think there's a grow. I think Liverpool, trend, Liverpool will always be restless until he until he win one of the big prizes again, and that, that's that's just the way it is. You know, the club has been built on. Such incredible success for sort of what forty years of it, and when they haven't got it, then then there's going to be people demanding instant fixes or or dramatic changes or drastic, you know, changing policies or whatever else. And I just think, I think, I think the other thing as well is I think people did expect Klopp. I think Klopp had a, a messiah sort of element to him when he was at Dortmund. Even you know, Liverpool fans wanted him at uh, Liverpool, but Rodgers was still there. And I think a lot of people invested quite heavily in that and expected it to happen straight away. And it it, it was never really going to, you know, it might it, it might have done. It, it, ironically, you look at it and you look at that that Europa League final and you just think, oh, can you imagine? Liverpool might have won a trophy. Klopp had been there six months and he's won a trophy, mm. got them into the Champions League. All of a sudden. Despite finishing eighth in and the league. the league cup final, yeah, you know, and, and you just think, would that have just made, would that just have accelerated the process or not, or did that hold it back? And I think now we're just seeing a little bit of the the, the tread and water element of it, but I still think. I, I, and he also but, he also looks like he's tired of having to explain himself. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he, he is, and and he's also, I mean, people talk about what he says, and I, they always fall into this trap of of saying. Oh, he's saying the same things over and over again. It's like, because you listen to them more. You, you know, if they were winning, you wouldn't listen to Klopp's yeah. press conference because yeah. you go, "We won three 0 I'm going out on yeah. the aisle. Yeah. But you, you, they lose. So you, you're like Darren Sky. What's he going to say about that one-one draw today? And then you go, "Oh, he said the same thing last week." It's because you listen to it. All managers say the same things in every press conference. They say, "Yeah, we know the players are they're either working hard and playing well in training, yeah. or they're, they're working hard to put things right in training." Or the, it's or, probably the least knowledgeable part of the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's just it's a routine, it's an act, it's a charade. You know, the, the, they the, do too many of them, don't they? Yeah, it's about four a week, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, but I just think, and now I think this is also down to sorry, Jinsel, but it's down okay. to the Sky's coverage as well because now. You get you get the Sky Sports news uh, coming up at half eleven press conference here press yeah, conference yeah. and it's all thrust in the limelight, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and exactly. it's, it's, it's an event now in the week. It's an event it? and it's another stress level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, and we, we you know we do it. Yeah. Joe and I obviously look after live conference uh, blogs of press conferences, and there's a great interest in it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Klopp says. Klopp, if, if Liverpool were top of the league by ten points, Klopp could walk in every day. You know. With a cigar and just say like, yeah. "How good am I?" And yeah. and it wouldn't be there'd be nothing wrong with it because that's what, that's the results take care of it. I was on a, I was I did the uh, the Premier League show last week with uh, um, our names Rothman, Leon Osman and, uh, yeah, yeah. and 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 Gabby Logan, but she made a point which which I said to her when she when she asked me, she said, "Do you think the press go go easy on Klopp?" 
whereas they wouldn't with a Mourinho. And I said, well, in my opinion, that's because Mourinho's arrogant and because he only speaks to them when he wants to. He only speaks to them when they're winning. Yeah. He doesn't really bother us, you know, bother when when they're not when they get beat. Whereas there, there is a chance to clock. There's no doubt yeah, about oh, it. And I, and I think and I think if your job is to try and get information out of someone who doesn't want to give it to you, you'd rather go to Klopp. I always remember Dalglish in charge. I mean, the press couldn't yeah. stand being because he would just look stare at them. You know, he hated yeah. it. Yeah. So there is that side of things as well. And I, but do you, do you see a little bit of a? Because I did mention as well. I think I'm seeing a little bit of uh, of of fatigue and a little bit of restlessness with him now. Yeah, I think so. I, I think. It's so overexposed, isn't it? He's constantly getting asked the same questions every single week, and um, I think he does get frustrated. Sometimes I don't think he handles it all too well. I don't think he did at the weekend, um, but yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he's a bit frustrated. I think there's a bit of pressure on him, and um, you know it doesn't help when you have press conferences like in yeah. Spartak like Moscow. He's getting asked daft questions, and, he, and he's probably sick of doing press yeah. conferences. Well, he was, having, he was having to write down yeah, the name yeah, of players, yeah, and, yeah. and also let, let's let's take some. Let's let's take some responsibility ourselves, not not us three specifically, but but just you, the, yeah, just me. I'll I'll hold my hands. But the media, the media now is back back in the Dalgleish day. It was a back page, and there'd maybe be a phone in on a yeah. Saturday, yeah. and there'd be match of the day, and that'd be where your football coverage was. And then you'd maybe have the match, the mag, you know, the weekly magazines or the, the monthly magazine. Now, Newcastle get beat. Sorry, Liverpool don't beat Newcastle, and. Every single person has a, a has to write an analysis piece. Has to see what well, yeah. so, yeah. so yeah. all, all of a sudden you get issues where it's like you know, are Liverpool missing Nathaniel Klein? You know, are, are they missing Adam Lallana? It's like, well, yeah, they might be. They're always missing, injured, but there's always a player injured. Yeah. So everything, everything is super analysed now, and we're as guilty as, as anyone. We all have to provide, you know, there's a, there's a race for content and, and and putting stuff out multiple times a day, and so. It feels a lot more like people are talking about football, talking about football, and they probably are in the sense that it's it's written down. But it's a, all it is is basically the pub debate is just is into the mainstream now, and everyone you know everyone's pe- people who who would be holding mad opinions in the pub saying oh, he's rubbish, you know, he's a fraud, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They're all of a sudden they're writing blogs as well, and, you, yeah. and you're reading them, you're reading them on your screen, and you're thinking maybe, and the, maybe they're right. And the slagging off starting while the match is on, isn't it? I always, always think as soon as the team drops. Yeah. You're, everyone who's been the match has got that one guy behind them who complains about everything, moans about everything. No player can do any right. You'll pick on certain players yeah. each week, and now he has come on social media and he can reach millions of other people who yeah. think like he does. Yeah. They can all join together and they yeah. can all shout. The whole end of them now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you can't just go, oh, there's one, yeah. one player, yeah. and look yeah. at all these positive people. And and you're not people. Positive people don't sit on Twitter going. Keep Klopp, do they? No. Hashtag no. keep Klopp. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag so you, Klopp out. And, and, and you know, I, I read, I just looked before, Liverpool had just tweeted out, um, they'd tweeted out before the Newcastle game, a picture of Klopp and Benitez saying two days. And um, just underneath it was just literally, was just a stream of Klopp outs. There was no, no, no nice comments. But people who think nice things probably don't comment, do they? No, they, they probably look at it and go, yeah. nice picture. Or they'll look at the clock yeah. out and go, oh, God, do roll, it, roll their eyes and, and, was, and switch off. There was a thing on Twitter the other week, and, uh, and I'm only even men- I don't, I can't even remember. I just blocked them immediately. But it was, it was a clock out situation. But they were calling for a meet. They were saying the meetings on at half ten in the morning at the Glass House, presumably in Stanley, in Stanley Park. Ban- and banners are welcome or something and it was a clock out thing and, and a lad who had yeah. sent it to me just went I'm going to go down and smash his face in <laughs> which is quite funny like because uh, he's a handy lad as well but I just thought what what, what is that about what good do they think that does yeah but what, that's, that's it. I think 
what do they? I mean, if Klopp, what if do Klopp, they want? Yeah. If Klopp turns around tomorrow and goes, you know what? I've read yeah. all that. I'm off. Yeah, yeah. Every every club in the world will go. I'll have a yeah. sniff of him. There's only one Premier League title. And there's only one Champions League can win a season. Not every single club can win that. It's very very difficult. So would they sack manager after manager? Would they just churn through managers? Yeah. Until until suddenly one strikes lucky. Well, it, it, but but it is the climate in it. I mean, Ancelotti's broke. He actually managed to break Bayern Munich. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, you know, and then he, and then he's in the paper the next day going, I wouldn't mind the crack at the Premiership. Yeah. Like, you've just yeah. failed on a massive level. But this yeah. is the culture we're in. Okay. Isn't it? Well, you know, Pochettino's a really good reputation now as a manager. He's won, won nothing as a manager. Yeah, you know, may well may well win multiple trophies. You know. There's only really a couple of managers in the world who you can say are ser- what you call serial winners yeah. at the very top level, and Guardiola and Mourinho are the two. And then at the top of the Premier League at the moment, yeah. Conte, Conte won it last year, so say 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 three. Um, and then obviously you've got now Zidane coming into that that category. Uh, Real Madrid, no, no, Zidane's not going to come to Liverpool. You've got Barcelona have got a guy who, who's built a career lower down the Spanish level. Might be good, might not be. Who would who would Liverpool realistically get that you go tell you what he he'll end the weight, he'll end the, the, the weight for the title. I think Klopp Klopp's the man available at the moment who gives them the best chance. Yeah, yeah. These, I, these sorts of people would have had they'd have had Benitez out six months before yeah. the greatest night Shank, in the Shank, yeah. They've had, yeah, they'd have had Julio out a year before winning three yeah. trophies. They'd have had Paisley and Shankly out before the most glittering yeah. period of <laughs> history. I think, and even the probably the, listen to maybe people listen to this right now who who think that way. Um, and if there is, turn it off. No, <laughs> turn it in. Just, yeah, just, no, no, just, no, no, just, no one turn off. No one's no one turn off. No, just. I, I think the message is just keep the. I mean, you know, it is. It, it is that situation where we're creating chances. We're creating chances. Things are gonna. Things are gonna turn around. Here's, here's, here's an ironic point maybe this is an international break that we need well I spoke to John Aldridge yesterday for his column and he said exactly that They're always getting and I that think, way I think I, I think I agree I think it's just one of them where you go just let's just have a break you know when you, you, know when you have a, a couple of days off from work and your head's frazzled before you go off and you just think I'm not even going to I'm not going to go anywhere I'm just going to lie I'm going to have a lie in and yeah. I'm going to just have a day where I do nothing I'm not even going to Twitch me forward yeah. and read stuff. I'm just gonna have a couple of days to clear your head after after it, and I think Liverpool probably need that. They're obviously, they're not necessarily clearing their head. Some of them are playing football. You've had a few of those days. Oh, <laughs> I've got I'm off tomorrow. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry if you're listening, Preno. But uh, but I, I just think they just need a little change of scene. You just just. Well, you could also have a couple break. of the players might go internationally and have blinders. And yeah, exactly. Exactly that. You know, imagine imagine Sturridge scores scores a hat trick for England next yeah. next Sunday. You know, against. Um, Lithuania is it yeah. the player next and comes back and all of a sudden he's got a spring and stuff Jordan Henderson could well be the England captain he could be yeah. named the, England, the parent England captain could come back up 10 feet tall because he's the captain of his country now things like that can happen um, they're always bemoaning them getting in the way aren't they yeah. they normally are right in the way of our momentum and the other thing to think about is Man United is on the horizon so I think Andy Kelly made a good point in the normal podcast yesterday the Blood Red one he said there'll be a the guarantee that I'm the normal field. one. What are we then? Are we the are we the, we're the, we're the, we're the irreverent? known as alternative. We're, no, you know we are. We're the loose cannon. <laughs> that's it. That's we're, it. We're the Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think he, he said you're guaranteed that Anfield will be right behind Liverpool for the next game. There won't be there won't be that initial doom and gloom. It'll be United are in town. Let's have a go at these. So I think that'll be the. That, that's that's what you, that's the hope you can cling to. I think you can say that Liverpool could theoretically come back refreshed, re-energised, and go right, boom and Anfield. And also, and also, it. ironically, Joe, uh, 
in the current form that we that, that we're in, which is I wouldn't say it's a slump, but it's frustrating. Uh, we we haven't lost many. We're just not winning. Uh, you would argue that United. A lot of people go, oh no, United next. I personally think I, I, I bring that on. Yeah. Because not only is it going to be an open game that we seem to thrive on, but it's 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 a game that really needs to unite fans and club again. Really needs to get them behind, and it's the one to do it, isn't it? I definitely think off the pitch it'll do. It'll, it'll have a massive impact because, like you say, people people will get right behind the team. You, you say, United in town, they want to win. <laughs> personally, I don't want to burst the bubble of optimism here, but I just think it is the worst game they could be coming back to because Mourinho's the one manager. They'll just go, Sandal, have a nil-nil here. Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, but on cut of form, would nil-nil be that bad for yeah. Liverpool fans? But what does it do? And what does it do if Liverpool... Let's say he does, and Liverpool win. You know, Liverpool oh, and yeah. Liverpool find out, and all of a sudden it's like, there you go, they, yeah. the penny's dropped. We the don't the want master, the yeah. master has yeah. tried to park yeah. the bus, and Liverpool have, have, have I beaten ju- it. I just feel in many ways, a, a club, that, a club that, that will park a bus, and uh, I mean, United will want... There's, there's, a, there's an arrogance to that man, he'll want it. Especially the way we're going, he, he'll yeah. want to try and stick the knife in. And that could backfire, it could be something that we really need to thrive on. Definitely, well, I, I definitely think Liverpool do better against any team with ambition. If they come to Anfield and want to play a bit of football, then that'll play right into Liverpool's hands. And, and do you know what, they're, they're also... I don't know whether there is such a thing, but they are due one, aren't they? They are due just one of those chances falling and actually going in for a change. And and do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if it was almost like a they score early and defend and win one nil and, and get through. And I also think a lot of United fans and probably some of the players will be thinking this is just a game we're going to mess up because Liverpool yeah. are on a bit of a slump and we're flying. And I Absolutely. just feel I just feel that if any of the teams, any team in the league other than maybe a derby. This is the kind of team you want to bring on. You want to go, right, let's get at them. Perhaps as well. Like you say, Liverpool have lost two games in this period. One of them was in the League Cup. Yeah. Yeah. They're still creating. I mean, yeah. it's, easy yeah. to, it's easy to be negative about it, and it is, because, because that's, the, that's the world we live in, and, and it, we've just discussed it. There's a lot of negativity floating around, and it does catch. But actually, when we strip it all back, we're, the favours are sitting here, and we're looking and going, well, yeah, we haven't lost, really. All right, it's 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 one it's one one game in seven, I think, isn't it, that we've won? Yeah. But we haven't we've we've been drawn along the way, and we it's because we're not, not we're just, missing chances, but the chances are still coming. They not just haven't lost, other than the the um, the Man City game. They should have won every yeah, single yeah, game. Yeah. Every single game, they were the best team, and and you wonder whether United will come to Anfield thinking these are in a bit of a slump here. And they'll find out that actually well Liverpool are playing quite well. Yeah, they yeah. just they're just not taking chances. The other thing I think as well is I'm, I've talked about the players a lot in this this podcast and at the moment I'm talking about a lot. But I think I do think more of the players that Liverpool have got are big game players. Mm. You know I think yeah. that's where their good their good performances tend to come. I think I think Henderson's a, a one who seems to save his well, save, but his better performances. I, I can associate with them coming big games. I think Wijnaldum is is like yeah. that. I think Chan is probably like that. Lovren, even to a degree, I think I think Lovren. I've seen Lovren have really good games in derbies and, and, yeah, and he games likes to like get that. To he, get like, in, he, he likes to sort of. Yeah. I think he feeds a little bit yeah. off the crowd and likes to go and have a have a bash. Um, Mignolet, I think, is a big game player. I think Mignolet. If you look at the big errors that Mignolet's made in his Liverpool career, they tend to be against minnows and they yeah. tend to be in sort of um, in surprise defeats rather than. Rather than um, significant sort of top of the table clashes, that probably comes on to some some of the some of the, the, the comments that were made after the Newcastle game. I think it might have been Carrer um, was talking about the fact that Liverpool 
uh, a lot of the time have so much possession in some of the matches that they switch off. Yeah, and that's an interesting kind of analysis because yeah. the uh, the Newcastle thing being prime example. You've got Shelby splitting two because they're possibly just being a little bit complacent in the game. Yeah. Whereas I think big this is possibly why we do well against big clubs because we're constantly concentrating. Yeah, yeah. You know Most you of can't. our goals are lack of concentration that we can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that will that's what I think I think you'll find I'd be surprised if if Liverpool weren't at least for the first twenty minutes or so, right on it and really aggressive and really sort of focused. And then you see how the game pans out. They might get a goal. They might not get a goal. United might nick one at the corner. Might I say might probably will nick one at the corner. We know who's going to play for them. We know they're going to have Lukaku, Fellaini, um, Matic. They're all going to play, aren't they? And they're going to suffer. They're going to use them as best they can. But I just think I, I don't know. I see Liverpool. I see Liverpool being right in that game, and I'd, I'd, I'd the crowd's going to take play Joe's a point. Pass, take Joe's point that Mourinho, Mourinho might be the perfect man to come and take the air out of the balloon of the crowd after ten minutes by time wasting or whatever or by whatever. But at the same time, I think without, I think, I think time, at least he's not going to run over you. No, he's not going to be three 0 yeah, down yeah, after fifteen yeah. minutes. Right? If he tries that, he will. He yeah, will. yeah. yeah crowd's going to be massive, mate, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are massive. You think they work both ways as well, don't they? Something like you talk about, Fellaini will play. Someone like Fellaini gets wound up. Yeah. Never scored against Liverpool, first. Fellaini, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Never scored no, in his career against no, Liverpool. No. He's a, but, but he's seen as a bogeyman for them, isn't he? So you think like it helps players yeah. like Lovren? It might hinder someone like Fellaini. Mm. He might start throwing yeah. elbows mm. round, start losing. No, he doesn't use his head. Lukaku never scored for, you know, no, for Everton no. at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, he scored for West Brom, I think, and he never scored at, for Everton at Anfield. No, no. I've seen him be swallowed up by, by Lovren yeah. in yeah. games. Yeah. And, yeah. So you don't, you know, we're seeing these players on on a pedestal, but. You know, Liverpool have handled them before. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good point. A good point to, to, to come near the end on, anyway. Just to say that we keep the faith. We're doing all right. We're just in that little sort of Neverland, aren't we? Of, of of just not quite doing enough to get the game sorted out, and then tripping up. But it, it, I, I think it. Uh, you know, I think I think it's going to write itself. I think it do. I think a little bit of form is going to kick back in. Uh, we must just mention a couple of things. Um, uh, uh, Rafa Benitez making Margaret Aspinall yeah, uh, a guest for the day, guest of honour. I mean, he's just a class act, isn't he? The man is a, the man is an absolute imagine, class act. Imagine having the chance to play him in a in a role. That would, that would be just ah, fantastic, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just in case you don't know what we're talking about, fifteen minutes to shock the world is available on YouTube, right uh, and I've got sixty thousand copies in the local straight, straight to video. <laughs> straight to video. That's my, that's my career. Uh, another thing we just to end on is a bit contentious, and I'm not really sure where the argument is and whether it's been sorted out but this whole ludicrous idea that Liverpool are going to go away to Arsenal on Christmas Eve oh. for a four o'clock kickoff. I mean just so that if people are listening in the car now driving listen to this yeah. they'll be going I'm not having that <laughs> but let's get the deb- I mean it's just the most ridiculous thing isn't it? Last train's at six apparently. Well I don't, I don't think that they've confirmed yet or, or if they have I, I don't know about it but I mean last train Last train, whatever. It, it, it's it's just, it's just awkward. Anyway, it's just it? disgraceful. It? If it was at Anfield, it'd be awkward for the for Liverpool fans, really. You know, you, it it just it's just well, it doesn't surprise anymore, does it? Because TV companies don't. They, they their concern is the numbers, the oh, figures, the, the, ratings, and the bottom line. Yeah, yeah and, and unfortunately, I just said I I said in the past I said to um, in a, in a podcast last week, I just think. If I was if I was working at these companies, maybe it's, this explains why I don't work at companies like this. Is that I would say, you know what, what? It's a real good chance to just earn a bit of goodwill, and just yeah. and, and so the next time you have to make a tough decision, you can go, well, we did yeah. do that for you on yeah. Christmas Eve. You know, sorry, we've got to do this one. Yeah. I think if Sky went, you know what, 
we, we're going to give up our slot on that Liverpool our slot. We're going to we're going to a goodwill gesture. Um, I'm going to say no no football on Christmas Eve. Enjoy your Christmas. We'll see you Boxing Day for whatever Watford against West Brom or whatever yeah. on, on Boxing Day. But they won't do it. So the other one is Liverpool's goodwill. Liverpool should be listen. We've been given this sandwich here full of you know what. If you want, if you do want to go to Arsenal, you go on us. Yeah, we'll 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 Play put on a coach. We'll put on a coach. We'll charter a plane. Maybe yeah, we'll yeah, even, yeah. maybe even do that yeah. for you. And we'll just we'll take a hit. And we're sorry, you know that's what Sky have given us. But again, I'll, I won't hold my breath on, yeah. on either of them. Are you listening, John Henry? Neil Jones has challenged you. Yeah. <laughs> I've done oh, it. You're right, past, mate. I've done it in the past. Right. A couple of seasons ago, when when um, Liverpool had four away games over Christmas and New Year away, they went to they went to Sunderland to West Ham. To Exeter and to Stoke in nine yeah, days. Oh, pretty close. Nine, yeah. yeah, nine days, including a Friday night in Exeter where you couldn't get a train back. And I, I, I wrote a piece saying that they should, they should basically free travel for the fans who do it. Maybe, all right, maybe if you go to all to two of them, you can yeah. get free travel. Yeah, if, you, if you're yeah, going to one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But did, and Liverpool's response was they said we'll put a, we'll put a coach on a cost price. That was that was their response. And you know, you just think. You've missed a big chance there. You know that, yeah. that, that's the sort of thing the fans remember, and that's the sort Absolutely. of thing that gets held back against yeah. fan uh, clubs. And I think I would love to see Sky do it, but I'd love to see Liverpool. If they, if Sky don't, I'd love to see Liverpool take a stand and say, actually, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make it, we're gonna make the best of a bad situation for our fans. Yeah, interesting. We'll see how that one plays out. Joe, the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a great deal to add to what Neil said there. I think he's got it spot on. I, I just. Christmas is about families, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. And you love Christmas as well. I do, Joe. I do. I love Christmas. <laughs> I, I get quite excited. Can't wait to know. Christmas. I can't wait to find out what he's going to get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Bueno, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a selection. A like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A fancy dress costume, a bueno onesie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Christmas is about families, isn't it? And they. A onesie. Just, just think about people and their families. Just yeah. think about the everyday people that go to these games that that make it what it is all year round. And just do them one, just do them a favour on yeah. one day of the year. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a lot to ask, is it? The amount of money in the game now, writing off. All right, I know it sounds crazy, but writing off ten million quid, you write off ten million quid on the left back, don't you? We've just done it early in this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, but but it's it's just just think about think about the people behind. It's just it. a bit of human nature, mate. Yeah. All right, and we didn't even get a chance to tell any Shankly stories. No, I, did a, I, I did a I did a, a, a thing recently with Paul McGann who we were sharing the stories, and I was going to try and do it. But I'll tell it briefly. Tell the Phil Thompson one. He saw the first time he met Phil Thompson. Till Phil Thompson was only a kid, he was in the, he was getting changed after after a trial and. And Shankly said to him, by a lad with a, with a nose like that, you'll never have to drop your kex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get cut out. I hope it doesn't. It's brilliant. And he's a legend to leave it in. Uh, Neil Jones, uh, Joe Rimmer, thanks very much. So the, the message is positive more than anything as well. We have, it's been frustrating lately. We'll bring on United. Uh, let's, let's get a decent, uh, a decent result against United, decent performance, and kick on from here after the international break. We'll be back uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks yeah, with our next podcast. Nice. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep listening. Um, and uh, this is Neil Fitzmaurice saying goodbye with Joe Rimmer and Neil Jones from uh, Poetry in Motion uh, this time round. <laughs>